Dior Talks. This year, for the fifth edition of Dior Lady Art, ten contemporary artists were invited to put their creative stamp on the Lady Dior bag. Listen as each of these artists shares their personal experience of transforming the Lady Dior in the latest edition of the Dior Talks podcast series, available on all platforms. For today's episode of the Dior Talks podcast series, dedicated to the fifth edition of Dior Lady Art, we welcome Gisela Colon, an LA-based artist whose creations are literally out of this world, blurring the boundaries of science and art. Gisela is known for her monumental installations placed in natural settings, pieces that evoke nature, the future, the concept of time, space and energy, and the laws of the universe. For the Dior Lady Art series, the artist created a silver futuristic bag, the Stardust Bag, made from an incredible holographic leather that refracts colours like a prism, creating a rainbow effect, and a black kaleidoscopic bag the Amazonia, inspired by the tropical environment of her native Puerto Rico. Gisela describes the bag's central spheroid features as mystical oculi. In her hands, the Lady Dior transforms into a crystal ball of the future. Gisela, I'm so excited to be speaking to you over in Los Angeles. From looking at your work, your creative universe and spark, comes from tapping into different geographical locations. You've referred to them as sources of energy or hotspots, moving from Puerto Rico, where you're from, and the California desert, to the whirling metropolis of Los Angeles, your adoptive hometown. I'm curious to know how being thrown into the Dual Lady Art project impacted your creative energy. Well, hi, it's a pleasure to be here today with you. And I have to say that with the Dior project, my energy surged, surprisingly. It was really exciting. Yeah, it was really exciting to create something completely different than art world sculpture, an object that has a purpose of being on the body, interacting close to the human body. The energy from holding the bag is palpable. I created a spheroid, a sculpted, sculpted elliptical shape meant to be similar to an oculus, that emanates light and color, which is a form of energy. And the whole process of creation was really a burst of dynamic energy flow for me. I love that it was such a dynamic, energetic process, and we'll talk more about that for sure. But going back to geographical locations and the idea of the House of Dior being very much a symbol of France and Paris, what were your own personal associations with this house before you were approached for the project? Well, I was always impressed with the elegance and the timelessness of of the House of Dior. And, you know, visiting Paris has always been just a, a dream, you know, how how it has an impact on culture. And that's not something that usually you associate with just fashion in general as being a cultural impact, but it it does really impact all the way down to women's lives and, you know, empowering people. Absolutely. What about... The symbolism of the Lady Dior, this is one of the major icons of the House of Dior. Were you familiar with the bag before? How much did you 
research the bag, the story of the bag before you started thinking about applying your universe to it? Yes, I was very familiar. And in fact, I had already owned several. Ah. <laughs> For me, it was the ultimate bag representing, you know, the classic female elegance. Women such as Lady Diana and so many others have carried it with special regard for aesthetic beauty. And it really is iconic. It's an important part of the fashion world's long history of moving towards empowering women through nature and beauty. And it's also a quintessential symbol of the enduring legacy of Monsieur Christian Dior and, you know, his fascination with nature. You know, that's part of something that we have an overlap uh, the both of our creative spirits because he was fascinated by flowers the lily of the of the valley and and just tapping into that energy that's present in nature and bringing that into his creations kind of in the similar fashion the way i do in the similar manner so having already owned several lady deal bags yourself was it intimidating being invited to apply your own universe to it no it wasn't intimidating at all it was just really just exciting exciting to be able to bring my own vision to this iconic object and to be able to put it out into the world so that my vision can also exist with many other persons, women out there who will enjoy it eventually. It was really great. Can you walk us through your, your bags a bit more in detail, um, the hologram aspects, etc. cetera, um, the materials that you worked with, uh, you tend to strive to, to work with innovative new materials in your art projects, um, such as 21st century optical materials and the engineered carbon fiber used in your aerospace monoliths. Um, so how did you go about reinterpreting the Lady Dior from a material point of view? The underlying concept for the pair of the Lady Dior bags I created really stems from Eastern philosophy of balance, the concept of yin and yang, of night and day, of complementary opposites. You need both things to exist in balance and they are parallel universes. You need night and day. One does not exist without the other. You can't have dark without light. You can't have masculine you know, without feminine, you have organic and inorganic matter, you have summer and winter, you have fall and spring, the seasons, they would not be or exist without each other. So I took this dichotomy that is present in all the world around us and I thought, wouldn't it be meaningful to create two bags that represent the essential aspects of our lives as we experience them every day? Sunshine and moonlight, day and night, you know, parallel but complementary worlds, so worlds that are opposite but yet are aligned in unison with each other. So the second dichotomy that I explore with these two creations is the duality that exists in the physical universe of outer space and the earth of past and future. Outer space and earth are really billions of years old and we come from that past universal matter. Yet we are always moving into the future with the passage of time. So we have to look to the future to continue to exist. So, we can explore these concepts in a little bit more detail as, as they relate to the bag. So like the first bag I created was the day bag, the silver one, and I named it the Stardust bag. It is made with a holographic iridescent leather, and here's in response to your, your question about materials. So when the sun hits it, when you're outside, you will experience the full rainbow effect. So it basically represents the sun, the light during the day, the warm morning glow, you know how sometimes you wake up early in the morning and you see the sun rise, you feel like it's magic. Mm. 
you feel, you know, you feel alive and present in the moment. Well, that's the feeling that I strive for with the Stardust bag. It also channels the future, space age magic, travel to other worlds, the wonders of what lies beyond the earth. So the word Stardust is defined as a magical or charismatic quality or feeling. That's the essence of this bag. The spheroid in the center is this mystical oculus that portends the future. It captures our feelings and the age-old human desire of traveling back to the stars again. Because really at our core, we're all formed stardust. So now the second bag I created, I named it the Amazonia bag. And that's in reference to the incredible plants, flora, forest, rainforest, jungles, and growing biomes on this earth. You know, I grew up hiking and exploring in El Yunque. El Yunque is the most amazing rainforest in the Caribbean on the island of Puerto Rico where I'm from. And where you're, when you're in the rainforest, you're surrounded by a stunning variety of greens, of plants with different leaves, with misting hot air. Your breath is rich with the scents that come up from the earth. You can smell the red earth beneath your feet. You can feel the jungle speak to you. Yeah, you get, it really speaks to you and envelops you. And it's this primal feeling of survival that I take and I place it into the oculus, the green transformative spheroid, which is the center of this Amazonia bag. So when you look at these Amazonia bags, that central, rich, green, radiating form, you see the plants, the animals, the generations of life that came before us, and you can really feel the jungle and transport yourself beyond into a tropical world where you feel alive again. So magical. And how did you go about developing these materials with the Dior Ateliers? How, what was the exchange like? Did you come over to Paris or, or how did it go? Well, given the COVID situation, I wasn't able to go to Paris, but the Dior team came to me. <laughs> yes, they came to my studio, which is actually great. We had, we had That's pretty special. We had a lot of fun. So the first conversation I had with the Dior creative team, I asked, can we make magic? That's basically what I said. And um, that was the essence of what I wanted the finished bags to feel like. So the materials were not as important as the end result, but we worked on testing multiple materials, combining them together, you know, a very similar process to creating my own sculptures, whereby it's in the symbiotic combination, kind of that merger that occurs in the materials that creates the magic and the mystery. It's kind of like cooking. You add everything together all the ingredients to get that scrumptious dish, and the end result is what matters. So the most important element for me was to obtain a material that was transformative, the supple leather that allowed the light to create a color shift surface, the lucite material of the oculus that allowed the light to penetrate and refract and radiate that full color spectrum. So this all came together quite successfully. And we created a whole work, to, in my mind, a work of art. So the bag is really a work of art that pertains to the body that is a conduit of optical energy and transformation. Um, where does this fascination with the intersection between science and art come from? Can you tell us a bit about your childhood and, and how you got into so fascinated with studying the universe and the laws of the universe, gravity, the planets, the constantly expanding cosmos, where, where does this come from? Well, it's just really a primal 
visceral, instinctual thing. It's like I grew up around nature. You know, I, I grew up in, in the rainforest, on the beaches, in the water, climbing trees. I had all kinds of animals around me, you know, rooster, my little pet rooster, El Gallo Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name, sorry? El Gallo Claudio. Okay. Which is Spanish as Claud Claudius the Rooster. Love it. <laughs> and that was when I was like four years old. I mean, I, you know, I carried him around and, wow. and I had no fear of animals, you know. So, so it's just tapping into everything that was around me. And it took me many years to get into just really realize that that, the, that youth, that childhood memories, I carried it inside me and I could just access it because it was still all around me. You know, it was kind of a transformative process where you grow up in a certain environment and it's all kind of feeding in, feeding in, and all, all of a sudden you have an output. Right. And you say, oh my God, I, you know, all this experience has exists inside me and I can just utilize it to create art and artistic forms that speak to the world around us. And you mentioned Monsieur Dior's love of nature. Did you... Did you look into that at all, into his uh, childhood home in Granville? Like, oh, yes, yes. How far did you go with the research? Well, I researched everything I could find. You know, I'm very thorough. So I researched everything and his love of, of you know, he owned a gallery and his love of art. And, you know, you can see that translated into his lifelong work where he had this appreciation of aesthetic beauty and nature that just permeated his whole collections and it still carries today. So it was really um, exciting for me to just contribute a small portion to this, you know, okay. to this history. And in terms of the assemblage of the Lady Dior bag, how did it lend itself to, to being a canvas? Like how, how easy was it to kind of reduce your universe to this scale because you've worked with such massive installations um, for some of your artworks? It's a very interesting question because for me, everything boils down to accessing and mastering the energy around us. So when I'm working in a very large scale, you know, I'm drawing energy from the earth, like we were just discussing the rocks, the structures of the planet, you know, both organic and inorganic things, the sky, the sun, the moon, the planets, the stars, you know, the cosmological realm, in the end, the whole universe. And I tap into that vitality, the, you know, the, the essence, the source of life. And I try to go back to the beginning of things. I say, how does it feel when there was nothing and that first spark of life comes to us, you know? That's what I try and tap into. So the Dior project was an opportunity to focus that primal energy source into a smaller form, but render it really concentrated and direct. So when you look at the bag's oculus, you can channel the energy of microscopic life forms, but also you can go macroscopic, the, the, like the cosmological realm. So I go, I fluctuate from the microscopic to the macroscopic, and I'm able to move fluidly between scales and work in different scales, but I always address the essence in every aspect of our life. So that's kind of what I do. I follow this universal language that can be interpreted equally across dimensions and then translated in kind of in parallel universes through the multiple mediums. And the, the Dior bag is just a reduction, but it's a concentrated reduction. In the Dior Ateliers, there's a whole ritual behind the crafting and assemblage of the Lady Dior considering it's 144 pieces, the canard stitching, etc. I'm wondering, what was your own impression of its assemblage? And during the creative process, were you tempted at any point to take the bag apart? Well, interesting. 
at one point in the creative process, my team and I had to rework one aspect of the internal reflective material. And we had to kind of try and take it apart physically <laughs> yeah, because we were so far away and we had COVID and all that. So we ended up working on the bag ourselves and it was impressive how well constructed and durable the structure of the bag was because it was really hard for us to take it apart. It took us a long time, but we were <laughs> sturdy. sturdy and we reworked the material to add more reflections and it turned out perfect. But I really got kind of a Oh, an impression of the construction and the assemblage that it's, you know, everything's handmade and in very high quality. And it was a really fascinating experience to deconstruct it physically. And then also deconstruct it and reconstruct it more in a conceptual way with minimalism as my guiding, you know, principle. Yeah, as you said, like that's one of your major artistic codes um, and your monoliths are these seamless sculptures that are very pure in form with no lines, no corners, no demarcations, unlike the, the Lady Dior. So how did you look to experiment with the minimalist forms of the Lady Dior with its rectangular shape topped with the handle in the form of a semicircle? Well, this was really, really great to do because my Dior designs are quite minimal so what I did is I dispensed with the indented pattern on the surface and I instead opted for a play with the light and color to keep the eye in motion and the flow of the energy outwards into the, the surrounding space. So the central spheroid, what I call the oculus, is the perfect minimal form where there are no lines, no corners, no demarcations, you know, no 90 degree angles, no place for the eye to rest. So, so the spheroid is based on the perfect flawless form of the ellipse, which is a universal form, a form that speaks to the universe around us. So minimalism, in my opinion, really has its roots in the beginning of life, which is a very novel theory, I might say, because I had to define my practice as organic minimalism to kind of bring forth this idea. Because I believe that most of the essential forms come from nature itself so if you look around you the basic shapes that materialize in life around us have their provenance in the origin of life so the elliptical shape of the oculus you know let's take that for example stems from the basic building block of physical matter the atomic particle structure if you look at an atom what do you see you see protons and neutrons orbiting the nucleus kind of in an elliptical fashion. So look at that, that's the basic building block. Then another example would be the essential unitary element in our bodies, which are the cells. So our own cells, you can find elliptical forms, you know, present inside them, even the, the outer structures. And then if you go to the larger scale, you see it prevalent in the cosmological language that exists in our skies, like the pathways of the planets orbiting the sun, the comets formations, Saturn's rings is a perfect example of an elliptical form, black holes. There's so many examples of the ellipse as a universal form, you know, a shape that we attach to as a primal vocabulary. So I started with that form as, as the center of the bag, as a grounding mechanism for us to kind of latch onto a concentrated point of energy for us to access. And then that form, I placed it into the beautiful rectangle, which is the, the main form of the Dior bag, which is a rectangle to hold it in place. But the rectangle is very peaceful kind of in its simplicity. So you have this juxtaposition of 
the ellipsoid inside of the rectangle. And then, like, as you said, you have the semicircle handles that are a perfect counterpoint to the rectangular vessel. And, and if you look at a semicircle, it really speaks to circumference and a spherical language that is present ubiquitously in the world around us. So when you see, for example, the sun setting on the horizon, what do you see? You see a beautiful semicircle glowing. Or when the half moon is lit up on a warm night, what do you see? You see the, the glow of a semicircle. So altogether, these three kind of essential forms, the squared off rectangle, the semicircle, and the ellipsoidal form, you know, the ellipse, coalesced into a symbiotic expression of parts in the bag. So the bag became kind of a balanced whole. What I talk about is I say, it's kind of like this reciprocal synergy that they all these parts, moving parts are working together to become an aesthetically beautiful, complete whole that is balanced. Absolutely incredible. And you mentioned that the Dior team came over to visit you. Um, what happened after that? I'd love to know, did you receive prototypes? Have you actually seen the finished product with what's happening in the world right now? Yes, we, I got some prototypes, we made some changes. And then I saw the final bag and it, I was really stunned. It was so fantastic what they've done with everything, you know, creating this, this fluid color spectrum on the hardware. So like if you look at the silver bag, the monolith charm that is attached on the side, it has this incredible metallicized color spectrum on it that you can feel kind of like a rainbow in all of the hardware. Wow. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Opens up, I believe, as well. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the charm, you know, the monolith charms really are another feature of the bag that we haven't really talked about, which is they kind of represent a unity of force because they're really a simple expression of complex thought. So they're, they're like really a reductive form because you look at them and they're just like very streamlined, but they're really kind of meaningful in their message because... I call them like they're kind of like an amulet. You know, you hold on to it and you can yeah. feel some energy. Uh -huh. it, it, that was really great to create a, a charm that from the outside looked really kind of hermetic and solid and radiating kind of prismatic color outwards into the world. But these charms are really special because you can open them up. And when you open them up, they become reflections kind of, of of an inner world, your inner world, because you see yourself in the mirror, you know, they're mirrored inside. Yeah. So they, they kind of uh -huh. have that yin and yang, you know, they, 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 the outer world is hermetic. And then when you open it up, they kind of represent your dreams and they kind of like capture your dreams and reflect them out into the universe to become reality. So they're kind of like talismans or amulets, if you will. Wow. Again, going back to Monsieur Dior and his talismans um, and this idea that that you like to create sculptures that interact with the environment with the light the viewer um, that have a changeable quality to them um, when you received these prototypes and you were still experimenting um, how did you ex like did you go out and place them in the desert to see how the light falls on them like just can you talk us through some some of the the process behind these bags? Yes, for me, it was looking at the materials and how they interacted with the world around them. So we took them outside of my studio and we put them in the sunlight. And there's a real shift when you take, for example, the silver bag and, uh, you know, you put it in the sunlight, you get a real radiating kind of rainbow of color. And the Oculus, you can see a full color spectrum as you kind of, it changes with the light. And so it was really fun to experiment and create and make these bags 
kind of mutable objects, just like my sculptures, things that basically can shift and change throughout the day and also transform you, the person that, that has them, because they, they really are kind of conduits of, of energy. Absolutely. And this Dior Lady Art project um, is a story that's taken place between Avenue Montaigne in Paris and Los Angeles. Um, can you just des- describe your studio? I'd love to know um, what you're surrounded by and um, maybe some of the mood boards you created. Like, what, how, Again, going back to the process, um, I'd love to pitch you in your studio, what would we have seen? Were you surrounded by swatches of different space age materials? Well, I'm surrounded by my own creations. <laughs> so that's my mood board. Are you? you know, all of, all of my monolithic sculptures, my studio is a repurposed plastics factory. Wow. And so it, it's, it's very industrial. Um, and Ironically, this, you know, heavy kind of industrialized environment produces these objects that are otherworldly. Yes. So, you know, I'm surrounded by my sculptures that glow. I'm surrounded by these monoliths that are, um, you know, radiating energy. And so that's where my creative process occurred. It was in my studio on my work table, which is created out of this fluorescent orange acrylic material. So when you're sitting at my work table you feel like you're on this glowing plane of light that is radiating upwards. And that's where I do a lot of my thinking. You know, I sit at that table, I sketch, I discuss with my team um, how we're going to produce things. And we do a lot of planning on that glowing fluorescent table. And so that's kind of my world. I just sit there in the factory and I create and, um, you know, everything around me, I just really try to be present and access and then put it into my creations. And I felt like, with the Lady Dior bags, this just took me in a different direction. And um, I yeah. felt like I learned I learned a lot because I learned to concentrate the energy into smaller, uh, you know, very strong forms. Do you think you, you achieved what you were looking to do? How do you, are you satisfied with the result? Absolutely. I feel like we were able to translate the tenets of my practice, you know, such as movement, change, transformation, fluid color spectrum. We took all of those basic tenets of my practice of organic minimalism and we were able to convert them into reality. So like the Lady Dior bags really represent kind of that vocabulary and they really um, a concentrated glowing talisman for good fortune. That's where I would say we, 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 we ended up at. Do you feel like you pushed the Dior team into new territory when you were exchanging on the materials what kind of references were you giving uh yes i think i i I think the fact that i wanted the nucleus of the bag you know the the spheroid to have shifting color was quite a challenge and also just the fact that the spheroid you know the nucleus sticks out so you have this beautiful sculpture that protuberates from each side of the bag. And that was different. And that was a little bit of a challenge, but we were able, the Dior team was fantastic in being able to dream up my thoughts and make them reality. Amazing. Talking of dreams, did you always want to become an artist? What did you want to become when you were little? Well, interesting because ever since I was a child, I wanted to be an astronaut and that's what I really wanted to be, is to go out in, into outer space and explore new worlds. But reality hit, and, 
you know, it's, it's, it's a very impractical job. And <laughs> so, but I was always fascinated. I was always fascinated. And, and, and the reality is my true calling as an artist. So it's just channeling that outer world energy into my work then. So I still access that desire to reach the stars again. So would it be a dream for you to go into space to take the Lady Dior to the moon? Wouldn't that be incredible? That would be incredible. And I have to tell you, there is a project underway called Artemis, which various um, aerospace companies are working on. And and Mm -hmm. Artemis is the twin sister of Apollo. So when Apollo, the Apollo mission landed on the moon uh, in the 1960s, it was framed in terms of men. And Artemis is the next project, which is looking to place a woman on the moon. And that's the, that's the future is, is, is women being empowered and being able to travel into space. And that would be just a real accomplishment to get a woman on the moon. And of course, having a lady do a bag with her. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. That was really beautiful. I loved what you added there. It's really fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you very much to everybody at the Dior team. It was a pleasure. 